everybody and welcome to a very exciting a visual edition a comprehension based edition of words images and worlds always delighted to talk with folks who are sharing ideas out there for teachers and that explore reading and delighted to be joined on this episode by author and educator trevor brian trevor welcome welcome uh thanks for having me <laughs> yeah, how you. are you i'm good i'm good doing well um, so you have a book, The Art of Comprehension, that centers on visuals, which uh, I've discovered somewhere through social media. It's published by Stenhouse. So I'll say that at the at the upfront, that's how I know your work. But um, what is it about the visuals and uh, using visuals in a comprehension related way that's sort of drawn you in? So my my history is as an art educator. So I've been an art teacher for uh, almost 25 years. Um, and when I went into education 20 years ago, um, I, or 25 years ago, I really believed that the arts were underutilized and that they could play a more prominent role in, uh, you know, the academic arena. Um, and so I kind of entered education thinking that, and I actually studied uh, elementary ed as a, um, like for a regular classroom teacher. And I quickly realized that I couldn't bring the arts in the way I wanted to, um, partly just didn't have the time. And I also just didn't have um, like a good way of bringing them in that made sense um, at that point. So I went back to the art room. Um, and then, so I always looked for these, these crossover areas, right? Where I could bring the arts into um, uh, uh, the, the general ed classroom. And one of the things I quickly realized is I didn't have the language to talk about arts with people who were not, right didn't have a background in art right so um as an art educator the way i learned to talk about images and stuff didn't translate well to you know just um the general population without specific training and then um uh we um we brought in a reading program the, the uh, writers readers workshop and we we um i was somehow thrown into a comprehension uh workshop and i kind of realized the way that um right, we were trying to get kids to talk about texts, right, written texts, uh, novels, books, stories, was very similar to the way that I talked about artworks with my friends, right? It wasn't always from an art um, education background, right, a, a historical or like an art history uh, perspective. Um, and I, I kind of real, I kind of had the idea that we could use um, uh, visual text to help kids develop um uh, their comprehension skills, right? Just uh, a comfortability with the conversation that we wanted. And I went into a special ed classroom um, and we just tried it out and it really clicked. And from that very first conversation we had, uh, we were getting kids who didn't normally respond to written texts um, for a whole host of reasons who were much more comfortable um, talking about visual texts and, and, and we could see those comprehension skills being utilized. And that's really how I kind of got my foot into the door into uh, really exploring um, visual text as a means to, uh, um, you know, help kids uh, with their comprehension skills, develop those skills that they need. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so often struck by just the visual nature of our world, the digital nature of our world, and how, as an English teacher, I kind of have to make sure that I'm not sticking in one mode and I'm not just right. sticking in, in one type of text. Um, so in, you kind of hinted at some things there, but in some, what would you want to share with educators uh, about visual literacy and uh, visual comprehension? 
Yeah. So I, like you said, we live in a very visual world, right? Obviously, we um, we see things way before we even start talking about things. Um, and then obviously with just our the media landscape, um, things are, are so driven by visual images. Um, I think what what my work is uh, really focuses on starting. And I think really exploring visual images as a way of starting like conversations or what what you might think of as academic conversations is mm -hmm. a very solid way into those conversations. The way we want kids to kind of synthesize information, take information, deconstruct right information that visuals offer a very uh, clear, solid um concrete way to start those conversations um just because by nature most people are very comfortable on some level uh dealing with a visual text or a visual image <laughs> you mentioned that you, you kind of started the work with special education um, yeah. so so how do students sort of benefit from this approach yeah i, I think there's a there's like i mean when when it when I work with teachers who kind of understand where I'm coming from, right. And we understand uh, there's like a little process that we go through. It's almost effortless because the, the decoding aspect doesn't right. Isn't, isn't as involved. And so we can kind of get into the conversation. And <clears throat> again, what I really focus on is how to get started. How do you start these complex conversations that we want students to have and if, if we get a good start, it's, it kind of sets students up for success. Um, and so just kind of easing into the image um, in a way that every student really can do it once they understand what we're looking for, um, starts to develop their confidence and, and, and their voice, right? And they can bring their voice into the conversation um, in a way that's just comfortable, right? That they're, they're, we're, we're trying not to stretch. And once we start putting those little pieces together, um, Right. We're giving them the information that they need to make more um, like to, to enter into that realm of, of higher order thinking. Um, and I think that sometimes folks get stuck because we're kind of in this place where at a certain point, I think it's like, OK, we're, we try to text, we'll try another text and we keep sort of doing the same things and expecting different results, which um, right. uh, reason tells us doesn't necessarily work out. Um, but oral language proceeds so much of written comprehension and written expression. So uh, it, it really makes a lot of sense to invite students to talk through things because they may or may not have the language yet that we're asking them to use. Yeah. And the other advantage when we, when we start with just a singular visual image, it's a shared experience, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has all of the information, right? Or, or, or potentially has all the information. So starting with a, a static visual image, right? We don't, we don't have to retain information in order to kind of synthesize what we're seeing. It can, it can stay there. We can give kids lots of time, um, but it becomes a shared experience. Um, and I think having a shared ex experience um, really um, helps kids to, to, to kind of focus and center the conversation. Um, and I think that's one of the real advantages of, of starting with a, a just a, a simple singular image. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you have you found um, specific pieces that work and thinking about both students that are striving. So those students that we might find in, in maybe a special education uh, program or e even students that are just reluctant and also those students that are thriving that kind of benefit from the additional uh, challenge of 
the visual? Yeah, so I use, uh, I use, I mean, I basically just use uh, a lot of picture books, right? I think illustration, there's some kind, there's sometimes a disconnect between the art room and the literacy room um, in terms of picture books, right? And when I think about picture books, I think of artwork, you know, sometimes more so than even thinking about the words. Um, and that, that's why those images exist. And you have some of the, I mean, some of the greatest artists uh, creating these beautiful picture books that are, are just underutilized. Um, so any quality uh, picture book um, works well, but just very simple images. And I kind of think about it in the same way of, of, of picking a story that a kid would enjoy. Pick something that right they can relate to, pick something that they're familiar with. Um, it doesn't have to be uh, you know, a complicated um, image. I use a lot of Peter Reynolds stuff, which are very simply drawn images. Um, mm -hmm. But those are those are images that kids can relate to that they're interested in uh, for the most part. And if you can kind of match the text to the to the reader, if you will, you know, or the image to the viewer, um, that's a good place to start. Um, yeah, I love the possibilities and the complexity of picture books, graphic novels, visual text. Um, <clears throat> so so much love for picture books. Um, yeah, I think the other advantage about picture books, I, even when I work with older kids, um, a lot of my work now kind of pushes into like not only comprehending singular images, but really kind of deconstructing whole stories. Right. And, and those whole stories can be told visually. You know, there's a lot of little animated shorts that have no words um, to picture books. And, and what I like about very simple picture books is kids can kind of hold on to the whole story. Um so that becomes, um, you know, part of their background information and we can kind of see how stories actually work and we can hold on to those very, very simply um, because visual text just kind of stick with us more. Right. You can pick, you can remember an illustration much more easily than remembering a page of text. Um, <laughs> and so when we when we give them stories that they can hold on to, then that kind of gives them the background information in order to make strong text connect, text to connections. Um, right. It gives them background information to to make predictions and all this work that we want to do. But um, these very simple stories kind of create a very strong foundation for understanding how stories actually work. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I love those connections between the arts and literacy and comprehension, because I feel like um, art, the arts, but also art teachers don't necessarily get their due. Yeah. I mean, we, we tend to right. so the, the, the hierarchy in the in the in the general population, especially in schools, but probably outside of schools, is that literacy is above uh, artwork. Right. I, I sort it in a lot of ways respond like literacy is just one of the arts. Right. When we when we're talking about written um, stories. Right. So I don't necessarily put like reading uh, text ahead of. Um, art because it's just all it falls under the the arts which is really about comprehension or about communication and comprehension and there's lots of ways that we can communicate and there's lots of ways that we can or lots of areas where we need to apply comprehension skills and right reading uh written text is one of those yeah absolutely absolutely so i'm going to mention the name of your your book again the art of comprehension and the reason i bring that up is because I was wondering about resources that you would want to share with teachers. And that, that certainly is one of them. Um, one of the things about education-based books and, and several of the books that I've worked on, that's kind of prohibitive is the cost. 
I just worked on a two volume set about um, arts and research and, and they're pretty expensive, which, I, you know, is, yeah. is what it is. And I can't control that too much, but your, your book is affordable. Um, Stenhouse does really interesting and engaging work. And um, so this, this is a resource that is out there that is not going to sort of break the budget for teachers that are looking for materials to really think about. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Stenhouse did a beautiful job putting this book together. Um, and I was lucky enough to get Peter Reynolds to do the cover, uh, which was a mm -hmm. huge thrill to collaborate. He also uh, does some illustrations in the story um, uh, around the access lenses, which is in some ways the heart of, of, of that book. Um, but I also have, if, if you're, um, if, if your listeners are interested in, in kind of exploring it, there's, um, there's some free resources at Stenhouse. If you go into the resources, um, I put something together uh, during COVID for families and teachers that kind of was a, a summary into a lot of the work. Um, there's an article um, on, on my work in, uh, by Middleweb um, that I think is really good. I also wrote a blog post for CCIRA, um, that uh, that kind of explains the process a little bit. Um, I do have a YouTube channel um, that has some short videos. I don't have a ton of stuff up there that kind of gives you a view into um, how I approach texts and visual texts. Um, and there's, if you're in New Jersey, there's actually, uh, during COVID, I was also, um, I partnered with uh, uh, the, our, our union and the uh, PBS to kind of create these kind of like homeschooling videos. So there's an hour mm -hmm. video uh, through PBS um, that kind of explores uh, the process of how I kind of deconstruct books and get kids thinking um, uh, through visual text using um, comprehension skills. So there's a, there's a, there are a slew of re uh, resources out there that are free and available if any of your listeners are interested in kind of seeing what, uh, what my work's all about. The, the other thing I'll mention is that you also have social media accounts, which I think is how... I think that's initially how I found out about your work. Um, so I've seen the access lenses there. I've seen yeah. snapshots of some of those things as well for people that are kind of curious and want a little taste of what's in the book. And um, so any particular social media that you find to be particularly positive, generative, and that you're active on? Uh, yeah. So the, um, I mean, I, I've been, Twitter's been kind of back and forth now, uh, but yeah. I do have a Facebook page, uh, The Art of Comprehension, that's probably going to be changing the name. Um, uh, I have a, I, I'll, I'll be putting a second book out, um, hopefully in, uh, in about a year, year and a half, that kind of really dives into um, looking more at narrative structures uh, and, and how, you know, you know, visual as a starting point, but it gets real, gets a little bit deeper into using comprehension skills to explore narratives. Um, so that will be changing, but it's under the art of comprehension as of now, um, Trevor, Brian, I, you know, my personal account is, is Trevor, I think it's Trevor A. Brian at Facebook and I post some stuff and kind of link those accounts. Um, I'm on Twitter at Trevor A. Brian. Um, and th those would probably be the two most prominent spaces, but the Facebook, uh, uh, the art of comprehension Facebook page, uh, which again is going to be changing shortly, um, is, is, is a, is a pretty decent resource. Yeah, and, and glad to hear that there's a follow-up book in development as well. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, so, uh, um, you know, I just get to, I kind of get to take some of the ideas that I've been working with for 
you know, thir the past 13 years and just kind of push them a little bit further and trying to get them to be a little bit more classroom friendly. Um, I think one area with my work is people kind of shy away from the visuals, right? Mm -hmm. the regular, right, ELA teachers. Um, and so I think my work gets pigeonholed as just about pictures. Um, and it's really pictures as an access point into uh, uh, getting kids to engage with the comprehension skills that they need. Um, it's just a starting point. Uh, but but certainly not where it, where it ends. Awesome. Well, did I miss anything on the interview that you'd like to make sure to share as we kind of come down to our last few minutes together? Um, I I think we covered uh, a pretty good range. So yeah, yeah, in a pretty quick amount of time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So so thank you for jumping on with me. I appreciate your work and glad to share about it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for uh, having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I hope um, listeners out there will check out the resources that we've talked about and continue to think about ways to engage readers because it's just it's work that is never done. And the arts is certainly uh, a way into that, that uh, again, I, just to echo what you've said and to honor your work. I don't think we can overlook that. I think the arts are really important and visuals are amazingly complex. Totally agree with that. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.